Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. I have a cup of tea every morning with my mother and father, who live downstairs in an apartment very close by. I've been doing that for many, many years now. Um, I don't even remember when I started this. Uh, But this cup of tea that I have every morning with them is not just a cup of tea for me. It is a source of guidance for me. I've seen many ups and downs in my life. I've seen many struggles and many challenges. And my mother and father have always been there to guide me through all of this. My father is the most masculine man I've ever seen. Not because he's got a big beard or is very burly or anything, but he's been the most emotionally stable man that I've ever met in my life. My mother has always taught me Dhir, Veer, Gambhir are three characteristics of a man. Dhir means patient, Veer means courageous, and Gambhir means sincere in everything that a man does. I have some very interesting discussions with them when I'm having tea with them. Um, Mostly it's about the challenges that I face in my life, ups and downs, and how to be a good parent and all of that. And I'm pretty sure that they don't understand half of the stuff that I talk about when I talk about work. But they play along and they... Uh, they guide me in whatever best way they can. They are definitely a fantastic sounding board for me. There are some very interesting discussions about other topics that I have as well, uh, about philosophy, about science, about religious mythology. And religi- religious mythology has been the favorite subject that we talk about since I don't even remember when. Now, my father is a very well-read man when it comes to religious mythologies, especially Hindu mythologies. He studied the Ramayana the Valmiki Ramayana, the Mahabharata, the Vedanta, Upanishads, various Purans, the Bhagavad Gita back and forth. And I've had my share of reading as well. You know, I study these mythologies and, and religious scripts and I find quite a lot of guidance in them. And we discuss this quite a lot. We cross-reference books, you know, you'll find the same stories in different books. Sometimes there are variations because uh, they've not been written by one person, obviously. But But we cross-reference not to do fact-checking, but more to get a deeper understanding of what the book is trying to tell us. If you ask anybody uh, what is their take on religious faith, etc., they would in all probability tell you that they don't know uh, whether what's written in the books is true or not, or whether they believe in the books or not, but they do believe in a supreme power that that they can rely on or that, that basically creates and controls the universe. My take on that is the exact opposite. I am not entirely sure if there is a supreme power and what that supreme power looks like, whether it's a man or a woman, does he have a beard or, you know, whether it's Yahweh or Lord Krishna or Shiva, I'm not entirely sure. But what I am sure about is that the religious scriptures that have been written, and I'm not talking about Hindu mythology, I'm talking about all religions, uh, you know, whoever wrote these books, they were very wise, they had seen the world, they had experienced life and And somehow they had found a better way of living life. Uh, They'd found how mankind could flourish, um, how mankind could 
come into harmony with nature and and the world around us and and become better and i believe in that so i don't really take this religious scriptures uh, literally i don't read the letter of the law i try to understand what they're trying to tell us try to understand the hidden meaning behind the philosophy behind what the books say now you must be thinking why am i talking about all of this uh, why am i talking about my mother and father and 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 religion and philosophy on enterprise architecture radio well today happens to be teachers day and the best teachers that i've had in my life are my mother and father they have guided me through the difficult portions of my life they've been there around with me to share the happiness that i've had and make it you know multiple times better and i'm eternally thankful to them but that's they're not the only teachers that i've had in my life every single person who's touched my life who's contributed to make my life better to make me who i am today uh, i wish them happy teachers day and every single person who is going to be a part of my life who's going to make me who i am going to become <laughs> in the future i wish them happy teachers day as well now teachers day is celebrated in india it's i'm not sure if it is celebrated uh, all around the world uh, but it's celebrated to as a tribute to Dr Sarvapalli Radhakrishnan Dr Sarvapalli Radhakrishnan was the second president of India uh, before that he had served as vice president and he was awarded the Bharat Ratna which uh, happens to be the highest civilian award in India and he had made made major contributions to to theology to the understanding of the Hindu religion um, to becoming a bridge between the east and the west be- between the eastern and the western cultures so you know teachers day happy teachers day to everyone and let's get on with the topic of the day systems thinking again <laughs> so this is the third episode that we are going to be talking about systems thinking and uh, and i promise you that i'm going to change the subject next episode onwards uh, this is probably the last time and, and systems thinking will always keep coming back into these episodes but you know for a while i'm going to give it a little bit of rest so a couple of years ago we were talking about blockchain and web 3.0 and uh, we were thinking that blockchain is going to change the world it's going to uh, make everything different you know it, it's going to democratize and so on and so forth and there's a big hullabaloo about cryptocurrency and what not as far as web 3.0 goes um, virtual reality augmented reality extended reality and so on whatever you may call it that did not make the kind of impact that was expected at least not yet i'm yet to find a interesting use case for virtual reality to be honest uh, the only uh, reasonably feasible use case that i see at this point in time for virtual reality is gaming and i know it doesn't have a huge business impact but um, but i'm sure that the gamers are going to be heavily enthusiastic about virtual reality to play uh, augmented reality virtual reality games uh, but other than that i don't really see a solid business use case of course there is uh, the um, it can be used for product development a little bit as far as remote meetings and virtual meetings are concerned i think two dimensional virtual meeting technologies like microsoft teams or zoom calls etc are doing quite well and i think they are sufficient and if you really ask me nothing can really defeat a good face to face conversation you know no matter how augmented you get um, a good face to face conversation is what really brings in camaraderie and friendship so you know web 3.0 we are yet to see how it changes the entire world but the thing is that uh, not every technology that 
we envision to change the world actually does because the world is really a system everything like like i talked about in the previous episodes everything is a system around us right uh, and systems are self balancing self correcting and when something new is introduced into the system the system in itself tries to balance itself well there are two reactions that it can generate and we'll talk about that in a bit but it self balances a little bit and sort of adjusts to the changes that are happening today we are talking about artificial intelligence right chatgpt has made a big big impact and people are talking about you know using chatgpt to write articles is one of the biggest thing text based generative ai and then microsoft is going to use chatgpt to sort of create copilot it already has designer.microsoft.com which is a fantastic tool and it creates generative ai it creates images and 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 designs that are absolutely beautiful and copilot is something that's coming uh, so copilot will help us in i don't know uh, various things you know starting from writing articles to writing source code to creating beautiful presentations to uh, you know i am not i can't even think about it all the office tools are going to integrate with copilot and and that's going to make life easy for so many people so so we are talking about artificial intelligence today and we are talking about how it's going to take away jobs and how it's going to impact society and so on but but we must remember that systems are complex and we don't understand them and i've talked about this in my previous episode there are so many aspects about the system that we don't understand systems are multifaceted they're multidimensional uh, and our linear brains are not able to completely fathom how they are going to be uh, impacting the system overall right because systems ultimately self balance uh, the printing press came in and you know and and at one point in time Uh, we thought that that's going to change the entire world and it did but it just wasn't destructive right it was constructive we changed the system self balanced itself and people got used to it they found new jobs they acquired new skills and then again you know the digital media came in and we thought that they'd send of the printing press but and, and that's going to change the world and well it's been happening again and again and again and system always balances itself well either it balances itself or it starts a chain reaction towards destruction right uh, some systems do die out right stone tablets did die out when the uh, when the papyrus was invented and printing press basically started a chain reaction that killed out a small piece of skill set but that didn't end humanity right we adapted the overall system adapts itself to uh, sort of continue the progress so the question is how do we know you know how do we know where to go how do we take decisions when major technologies come in and when they impact the system either they start a chain reaction in one of the subsystems or the system starts self balancing itself how do we know where to go what do we do right one of the things that i think which is also by the way a part of systems thinking is feedback loops right we always talk about vicious circles uh, vicious circles are circles where one thing leads to the other and you just can't get out of it a good example is that you don't have self confidence and that is why you do comfort eating which basically increases your weight which makes you not look not so good which depresses you and affects your self confidence which leads to comfort eating which again uh, you gain more weight which leads to lack of self confidence and so on and so on so it goes round and round and that's a vicious circle you just can't get out of it what you do then is break the vicious circle and turn it into a virtuous circle right you stop 
inst- you replace the comfort eating with exercising. Yeah. When you exercise, you see the effect, you lose a little bit of weight. When you lose a little bit of weight, you gain confidence, which leads to healthy eating, which leads to exercising, which leads to losing weight, which leads to self-confidence and so on and so forth. So just like a vicious circle, a virtuous circle also provides us the necessary feedback that helps us in in taking decisions, right? In taking decisions about what to do next. Uh, if we watch out for feedback loops, if we watch out for how the system is self-balancing, it makes easy for us to take decisions. That's all the time that I have today. Probably I will do one more episode on how the feedback loops and system thinking impacts enterprise architecture decisions within an organization. Probably in the next episode, but I promise you it will be more on enterprise architecture and less on systems thinking. I hope you like the episode. If you think it is useful, please share it with your friends. It will help the podcast grow. It will help more people. We also have a discussion group. Get in touch with me. Let's have a nice discussion. I've had some people get in touch with me uh, listening to the podcast, telling me how I can improve the show, and that is really good feedback. Please keep talking to me about it. If you think that these last three episodes have been a little bit not very practical, please let me know about it and I'll change the theme, I'll change the pace, I'll change the the topics that I discuss. But in the end, remember, this podcast is less about me talking to you and more about creating an ecosystem of enterprise architects and enterprise architecture enthusiasts getting together and having a, a discussion that will help them grow. Have fun. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoy the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, We also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. The URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.